Life Audio. Teach Us to Pray is brought to you by Life Audio and is a part of our Faith Toolkit series. For more inspirational, faith affirming podcasts, visit lifeaudio.com. Welcome back, friend. You are listening to the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we teach believers practical and real life tips on how you can grow your faith and relationship with God through the power of prayer. I'm Christina Patterson, host of the Teach Us to Pray podcast and founder of Beloved Women, where I encourage, equip, and empower women in the love of Jesus Christ and the truth of God's word. I'm so excited about today's podcast because it is a conversation with Liv Dooley. She is a Bible teacher, author, and podcast host of the best kept secret with Liv Dooley. She leads a Christian nonprofit for girls and women called the Colorfully Candid Paradigm in Las Vegas. And she has a passion for God, his word, and his people. One thing that you will hear in this conversation is that she is confident, she is bold, and she's going to teach us how to pray confidently and boldly to our Father. Look around you, your family, your faith. They're not in the way. They are the way. From the creators of Jesus Revolution comes the incredible true story. It's going to be dangerous and scary and giving up. It's not an option. The story of one family's journey from down under to center stage. Unsung hero of her king and country film starring Candace Cameron Bure and Terry O'Quinn. In theaters now. Visit unsunghero.movie to learn more. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. You are on the intercessory prayer team Mm -hmm. at your church Mm -hmm. and how did you get involved in that on accident (laughs) (laughs) that's usually how it happens our accident guys plan yes yes so i was an african-american history major in undergrad and when i got to my church they were planning a black history play and they really didn't have much planned out they had a lot of things going on and so one day over the pulpit, our pastor at the time of the church that I attended said, we need some help. Mm -hmm. I had no desire to serve in church. I literally just wanted to go on Sundays and then go home, study, (laughs) you know, party, all the things. But that interested me. And Mm -hmm. so I signed up, they gave me the leadership of it. And our 
our rehearsals happen to be at the exact same time as intercessory prayer. And so as I was traveling back and forth from one part of the church to the next, I had to go through the sanctuary where they were praying. And I just began to look around and say, y'all are really into this. (laughs) What is going on in here? I've never encountered anything like this. And my mentor ended up becoming the lead uh, pastor over intercessory prayer. And one day she passed me a mic. (laughs) It's just like, I've been praying, but I I don't, I don't know. And so I prayed a prayer that I thought was all of the things and that I was sure had taken up the entire hour. And I looked up at the clock and it had been about eight minutes. (laughs) I bless God for how intentional he is. And, you know, even when we think it is just a coincidence that we tend to be at a particular place at a particular time, he's setting it up. How has God grown your prayer life since that eight minute? In so many ways, so many ways. I think he's taught me to be quiet. Mm. I am incredibly uncomfortable with silence. (laughs) I understand. (laughs) I would rather fill it with all of the words because I don't want to address my own emotions. I don't want to address my thoughts. Mm. I don't want to give them place. I don't want to revisit that place. And so for that reason, even in prayer, I learned to talk a lot, but he has more than anything given me a peace in his presence that satisfies my deepest longings and that Mm. just speaks in those areas that I don't have words for. You know, we know that deep calls unto deep and Holy Spirit makes intercession for us, that he prays words that we just don't have. And so I am incredibly grateful for the opportunity to be quiet in his presence and to know that it's okay. It's okay. Prayer. So how has prayer helped you to be more bold in your walk with God? You know, he gives me what I believe are my best ideas in prayer. And so if I have an idea, I, if it did not come from prayer, it is not anything that we are doing until we have prayed about it. Right. But he truly does give me my best ideas. And then he gives me the boldness to believe that he will do it. That all originates in prayer. Because when I look back on some of the things that I've done, I'm like, what made you think you could do that? Why on earth did you do that when we founded the Colorfully Candid Paradigm? We didn't have an informational. We didn't have a little (laughs) meet and greet. We had a retreat to the mountains as our first event over the weekend. What made you think you could do that? (laughs) So, you know, he just provides the vision and he provides the strategy for me in prayer. And it's that confidence that he gives me simply knowing that he is with me. You know, Paul talks about how our um, God's strength is perfected in our weaknesses. And I just let that lead me. If there's something that I don't know, I just have the boldness to believe he's with me and he will teach me and that others may be blessed as they see me figure it out. (laughs) And he's calling you something. He knows what he hasn't given you. He knows what what you don't have. And if he's calling you to it, he's going to fill in those gaps. Like you said, I love that. Speaking of prayer, what would you say are some of the most important areas Christians should be praying about today? 
we need to pray about our spheres of influence Hmm. and we need to pray about the words that we are speaking out Hmm. of our mouths. There are so many words that are being thrown around in this season and they are planting seeds that are not honoring or glorifying God. And we need to be careful about that. Mm -hmm. I will tell you one of the things that I am concerned about is the growing obsession with magic, the growing obsession with witchcraft. And we just throw around these words very carelessly and casually. And I think that we need to be incredibly careful about that. You know, the King Balak in Numbers 22 through 24 invites the prophet Balaam to curse the Israelites because he's afraid of what God is doing through them and what that means for his nation. And Balaam is this backslidden prophet by that time because it was not God's will that he should step out and do that. But he chooses to go and he's not able to curse the Israelites. Everything out of his mouth is a blessing, but he is able to teach Balak how to tempt the Israelites into a place that will lead them to leave their covering and partner with the enemy. Mm -hmm. And I feel as if we have to be incredibly careful with our words in this season because the enemy is tempting us to leave our covering and Mm -hmm. partner with him as we plant seeds that do not honor God. So sis, I want you to pray about the spheres of influence he has given you and the words that are coming out of your mouth. Are they glorifying God? And if there are those that are causing you to shirk back, if there are those whom you feel your voice is stifled when you go to speak about the Lord, it's time for you to find a few sisters that will encourage that group. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we need to be speaking boldly the truth and what the truth is. And we know as Christians that there is a real spiritual realm that is alive and active right now as we speak. You know, and I love what you said about your covering. There is a certain jurisdiction where this is God's, you know, and it it's obedience <laughs> to him and his will. There's a reason why he has a will and it's to cover us, it's to protect us. And when we step out of that and start dabbling into other things, we open ourselves up to enemy attack without even knowing it. And that is so, so dangerous. You know, Liv, I did a YouTube video last year about manifesting. Should Christians manifest? My thesis was that we should be praying. We should be using our words to glorify God. We should be asking God for what we need um, because he's the source of all of our needs and not trying to say, oh, my words can create. And so anything that is causing you to think that you have God's power, then that is not of God because we serve God. We are not God. And so there, there's a usually one or two videos each year where I get a little bit more pushback than others. And that was one of those videos where people are like, wait, wait, but what about, what about when it's Bible says this and this? And it was just like, y'all really trying to hold on to this, aren't you? You know? And so I really could see in the spiritual realm that there was some deception going on there as far as spirituality apart from God. And that is something we definitely need to be praying against, praying for other believers in Christ, you know, that they don't get caught up in it, but also that that we stay true to God's word and believing the truth about his word and who he is and that we wouldn't be deceived either.
what is your prayer life currently look like and how are you practically maintaining an active prayer life? I pray throughout the day. Yeah. Um, it starts at 4 a.m. Oh, wow. I am a morning person, but I will tell you that it actually wasn't my choice to start it at 4 a.m. I was praying oh. for revival about a year and a half ago. I was just praying okay. for revival. I was like, Lord, I want to see you move in our world. I want to see you do these signs and these wonders. I want to see those that are going astray turn back to you. And I told y'all, the Lord is incredibly direct with me. <laughs> he knows my, my language. He knows what I need. And he said, you're not ready for revival. And I said, oh, oh. And he said, because I enjoy our prayer time, but it's on your time. And so he, he just kind of impressed He said, it's not what time? It, it was on my time. It was on your time. Got it was you. when I felt like getting up. It was when I felt later on in the day, I had the best Bible studies at 6 p.m. The best Bible study. <laughs> and so I just felt like he was impressing on my heart the need to become uncomfortable mm. because revival is going to make us uncomfortable if we are truly seeking it. We have to repent. We have to turn from our ways in order to even see him move in our world as we want him to. You know, the Lord opposes the proud, but he draws near to the humble. And so we have to repent of those things that truly do cause us to um, lift other things up above him. And at that time, it was a sleep schedule. <laughs> but he's so gracious and he's so yeah. good. And as much as I felt him speaking to my heart in this area within days, I received an invitation to join a prayer team at 4 a.m. And goodness. this prayer team helps to hold me accountable. Oh, and okay. So, yeah, yeah. So um, we pray three days out of the week. And the other two days I pray independently. But okay. because my schedule is now set, I wake up at that time. And uh, we just pray for one another. We pray for what's going on in our world. And we pray that God's will may be be done. And yeah. so when I say that revival can be uncomfortable, I, I don't mean to make anyone intimidated by that, but it does mean that we're going to have to get out of ourselves and out of our own heads when the Lord leads us to speak a word, when the Lord leads us to pray for someone in the most unlikely, as we might think, of places. Yeah. And so we just have to be yielded. We have to be surrendered. And that does require us to yield our time to him as well. So I start at four in the morning, um, but I pray throughout my day. And then I typically pray and have a Bible study in the evening as well. My own personal devotional time. Yeah, I love that. And so if someone was inspired, you know, by your prayer life and was like, okay, I want to take my prayer time a little bit more seriously, but they're just getting started. What kind of like starter tips for prayer would you give them? Yes, I would definitely say pray through the songs. If you need okay. a prayer, if you are not sure of where to start, if you're not sure how to form two words, you could turn to the Bible, open it up, pray what it says. The Psalms are one of my favorite places to go. I can't remember who said this, but it said that the Bible speaks to us, but it's the Psalms that's speak for us. And oh, I, I loved that. that quote. I loved that quote. Oh so my I definitely go to the Psalms 
Psalms when I don't really have anything. And because King David, who was one of the primary writers of the Psalms, has mm-hmm. written a lot of them and he experienced a variety of emotions, <laughs> you can find <laughs> prayers for when you're angry, prayers for when you're sad, prayers for when you're happy. Um, but I would also say to just open your mouth. If you are having a hard time talking to the Lord, journal it. There are times where writing just comes more easily and more naturally than talking does for me, odd enough to believe. But I do that when there's a place I feel him inviting me to speak into and open up to him about, but I can't really form the words. And then lastly is to find community. I believe that that is incredibly important. And so find a group that will pray with you or that you can even report to one another. Hey, sis, did you pray today? Um, Or how can I pray? for you and, and do it and do it. Let's yeah. let people that they were going to pray and then do it, even if it's just for a few moments. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Those are some amazing practical tips that people can do today, like that they can actually implement. So I thank you for that. That is so encouraging. It is my hope that today's episode has provided you with insight and helpful tips on how you can pray. We have so much more to talk about when it comes to prayer. So I hope that if you were encouraged by today's episode, you will share it with a friend and subscribe so that you don't miss any future episodes of the Teach Us to Pray podcast, where we will continue to learn how just like breathing, prayer can become a natural, consistent, and life-giving part of our everyday lives. Until then, be sure to connect with me at belovedwomen.org and check out the show notes to download my free five-day prayer guide. I also want to invite you to study the Bible with me by downloading the Beloved Women app available in the Apple or Google Play stores or visit belovedwomen.tv. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today. God bless you and I'll talk to you in the next episode. Teach Us to Pray is a production of Life Audio and the Salem Web Network. If you enjoyed this episode, would you take a minute and leave us a review in your podcast app? It really does help more people like you find the podcast. To hear more from Christina Patterson, be sure to check out her fantastic site, BelovedWomen.org. A special thanks to Kelly Givens, Stephen Sanders, and Stephen McGarvey for their production and editing on this episode. You can find more podcasts like this over at lifeaudio.com. I'm Don Hawkins, inviting you to be encouraged with my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You. To subscribe, go to lifeaudio.com.